Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by a solo mission. This is a solo mission for your boy, the professor of fanalism, your main man, Rudy Three. I am here all by myself today. Raymond is not. And I brought on, as promised earlier in the week, our boy, Louis B, our favorite rival uh, host. Of all of all the rivals that I know, he's probably my favorite guy. Uh, I love Louis B. We brought him on to talk about this Matt Stafford trade, and we went through everything. We talked about Jimmy G. We talked about Deshaun Watson. We talked about the the NFC West. We talked about where you know where we think this this is going to take the Rams and what what they're capable of now that Stafford's on the team. I'm not sure if I completely agree with with everything, but either way. Uh, th- this is a great conversation. We had a we had a ton of fun. And before we get started, that before that drops, make sure you are following us if you're not already on Instagram at the Goldcast and Twitter at the underscore Goldcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. I keep saying it all the time. It's a banger, folks. It is really good. You need to get on there. But um, on Twitter, on Instagram, you just see a ton of different clips. Uh, Our social media is rolling. You see all of our clips. You'll see tweets from us. You just get a whole, you get a whole full three-dimensional gold cast. And as you know, we're not just the 49ers. We're everything. We're the Golden State Warriors. We're the San Francisco Giants. We are your source for the fan perspective on Bay Area Sports, baby. Bay Area! Also, by the way, did any of you guys see E-40 versus uh, Too Short? That was fire. I don't even know why. We, we should have talked about that on the Goldcast. That happened like a couple months ago, I think now. <laughs> Anyways, um, versus on IG. It was really good. Anyways, check us out. Subscribe. Follow us. Comment. We love to hear from you guys. We love to interact with you guys. Uh, you know, we obviously have a really big subscriber base on Apple Podcasts, and we're trying to move that over to Instagram and YouTube, baby. So join the movement, baby. All right. Now, it's about to drop. The greatest gold cast intro in the game. Your professor of fanalism. I'm in the building. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? ready? This is the gold cast. Boom. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is my esteemed LA co-host, back for some emergency podcast-ish. <laughs> What's up, Louis B in the house? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, man, it's, I'm good, man. I'm stoked. I'm pumped up, man. This is uh... I bet you are. I bet oh. you are. We literally, wow. this was like stop the presses. We had an episode scheduled for today. And then by once the Stafford, tra- uh, Stafford trade went through, we were like, okay, scrap everything for Thursday. Get Louie on because it's time. We got to talk this move. This is, I mean, these are the two the, the two big QBs, right? We have, or possibly three, right? We have, we had, we knew Stafford was moving. We know Watson wants to move and we know it, it might be in play that Aaron Rodgers moves, right? We're not really sure. I kind of put that one on as like the mo- least likely to happen, but I don't know. He does seem like he's unhappy, you know, w- with his situation. And we know Watson. I mean, Watson has already said he basically is willing to to fucking sit out and not even play uh, if it, that's what it takes. Yeah. 
but we knew Stafford was moving. The Niners kept getting linked to this whole trade, and I and I you know I kept telling you, and I kept saying on our group thread, it's not happening. The Niners aren't interested. Even on the day that the trade went through, the Niners were like, it's not us. We are not. Like Lynch came out and said, this is not. We have nothing to do with this. And then, boom, out of nowhere, the Rams make this move. You were with me the day that Jimmy G was traded to the 49ers. You were there. with. We were in San Francisco together. The infamous Halloween boat party weekend. <laughs> you were there. Tell me your feelings as you went through this moment, this trade for Stafford. First of all, did you even think you guys were in play? And then I want to know your feelings. Let me know. Yeah. So, so I, so we, I figured we were, I pretty much knew like after, because McVeigh was asked about golf, like a few, like, well, like two years ago, a year ago. And it's like, McVeigh was like, golf is our guy. And I let, you know, I still have my same feelings with him and he's running this offense and blah, blah, blah. And then this offseason, like, what, like two weeks ago, probably a week ago, they're asking Les Snead and Sean McVay, and both of them are like, everyone's future is, uh, is in play right now. Like, they were very, very hesitant to say anything about golf. And I'm like, okay, well, that says a lot. That's, I mean, McVay usually says what he's kind of feeling. I'm like, okay, that pretty much shows that I think, I think golf's on his way out. I knew that we wouldn't get Watson because we don't have the draft capital for it because we don't believe in first-round picks in Los Angeles. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we're not going to trade someone like Aaron Donald or something. So, like, I pretty much knew we weren't going to get Watson. Also, we had you got to factor in, like, people, if we trade Goff, we need that whatever team is taking Goff on knows that they have to take that contract on. So that's also a huge factor in it. It's like the team that takes Goff on needs to take on that contract which is why I think the price is so steep on our end to give away those first round picks. Cause it's like, no one's going to take the contract on. Um, but I was, so I was really stoked. I didn't know we'd get Stafford. I knew McVay liked him, um, but I just, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I was at work when it happened. So I'm like at work and I'm like, we're busy as hell. It's our second night. So we're just slammed and I'm in the middle of drinks. And one of my regulars came up and goes, Hey, have you checked your phone? I was like, no, no, no. And he's like, dude, they moved golf. And I was like, what? I was like, for who, like, who they go to? And he said Stafford, and I, like, exploded. And, of course, like, the rest of the next 30 minutes, I, like, couldn't breathe. I kept trying to get to my phone, but we were like, so busy, I couldn't. I wanted to see what everyone was saying, what you guys were texting and stuff. But, um, no, it was great, man. I was, I wish I wouldn't have been at work when it happened, but it was – I'm stoked, man. I've, I've always been a big fan of Stafford, so I'm, I'm, I can't wait. That's awesome. I mean, I obviously, I know the feeling, having traded for Jimmy G, you know, just, like, the elation – uh, you know, it's interesting because I forgot, I forgot that the last time you were on, we had talked about, you know, we were like, how is, is McVeigh still the coach in three years? Is Jared Goff still the quarterback in three years? And at the beginning of this season, remember, we talked about both the Niners and the Rams. Uh, if both teams stayed healthy, they were basically going to live and die by the performances of Jimmy G and Jared Goff. Jimmy G got injured again. Niners don't 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 even qualify for the playoffs. You know, definitely very scrappy. But I mean, the whole fucking team was injured. It was the most in, we we're the most injured team in the league. And then the Rams kind of lived and died by Goff, who seemed like he really regressed. I don't know. If I, well, let's talk about that really fast. Do you feel that Goff regressed, or do you feel that he just? Uh, I, I mean, I almost think, I almost feel like it's like Goff. Yes, Goff regressed. But also, I felt like the Rams outgrew him at the same time. So, what 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 are your thoughts on Goff this this season? That's actually a really good way to put it. I've never heard anyone put it that way. And I think that 
might actually be that's a perfect way to put it like the Rams outgrew him I think McVeigh I think McVeigh's scheme outgrew Goff like McVeigh is McVeigh is a sick offensive mind dude like he's really good like he's you know, I, I I do put him right up there with with Shanahan. I I think Shanahan's an incredible coach, but like these guys have the same similar similar past as well. So, but he's a sick offensive mind, and you can tell that his offense is like completely capped. You could tell this season. Like I was, I told you, like when I wrote that article in the preseason, I was like, the only way, like we are gonna, like you said, we're gonna live and die by Goff, and like if the only way we can do it is if Goff continues to take steps, and I thought he could. I think he's just capped the offense though. I think the offense literally couldn't couldn't keep growing with him with his ability. And I don't know if it was like a mental thing. Like we talked about it, you told me you said like it might be like a like a confidence thing. Like he keeps hearing all the talk in LA about how he's not the guy, he's not the guy. Maybe that took a toll its toll. Um, because yeah, man, like I don't know. And then maybe it's like, well, maybe 2017 and 2018 were like the outliers. Maybe what we've seen in his rookie year and then last year and this year is who Jared Goff is. Maybe, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's tough, but yeah, he, I, I think, I think the, I think it's a really good way to put it. I think the offense just started growing, man. I think so too. Uh, you know, it's the, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big defender of Jimmy G. Um, mainly because I haven't seen him, you know, in a year, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> you know, I can only go by his last season. He played a Super Bowl, and I thought he did pretty good that year. Uh, but the one thing, the one argument that I really haven't been able to counter counter argue is Steve Young's argument. And Steve Young was like, at some point, Shanahan is going to want a quarterback that can execute everything rattling around in his brain, and at some point, he's going to want a quarterback that he doesn't. Uh, have to scheme around or protect or you know or whatnot you know what I mean or or play to his strengths at some point he he's gonna he's gonna want someone that can execute everything going around in that brain of his and I was like man I can't really argue that like that yeah okay like that's that's fair that's totally fair like I get that and I feel like uh, uh, McVeigh that kind of finally happened for McVeigh right like he kind of got to that point where he's like all right. Stafford can definitely execute way more of what I want to pull off than Goff. You know what I mean? Like, Goff can no longer do it. But it did. It just kind of looked like Goff was snake bit. I mean, like, you know, throw, in, the, in the playoffs, throwing passes at people's feet, it's like, come on, bro, you're, you're better than this. Like, this is not – I don't know what's going on. And, you know, I saw that we, we both were, were in that same group thread, and we saw the, that he was talking about, oh, I'm just kind of wondering – when they soured on me, I'm like, well, maybe when you started throwing pass at people's feet, maybe that was the moment. Maybe when you decided that their feet were more important than their hands, that that was the moment that you lost yeah. your job. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when you literally against Seattle, not in the playoffs in the regular season, when you were rolling to your right and you had 10 yards of open grass and you could have just ran and you kept rolling and you kept rolling and you kept rolling and you got to the last scrimmage and then you just threw the ball 30 yards over Robert Wood's head into the Seattle defender's hands. Maybe that's when McVay was like, huh, let's get rid of this, this fucking guy. <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time, dude. That's uh, not how football works. <laughs> dude, it's unreal. And, like, and that's where, and, like, and that's, like, watching Gob this year is where, and, like, I told you in the group thread, like, that's where I think I hit, I started hitting my breaking point with him in that Seattle game when we went to Seattle in the regular season where he like his mobility it was like watching Eli Manning run it was painful I was like bro 
go like get just go what are you what is taking so long and I'm not not that Matthew Stafford is like you know a mobile quarterback but he can at least get out of the out of trouble he can scramble and if he needs to pick up five yards he can pick up five yards he's quick enough to do that he's not this statue that Goff has become and and yeah like you said I think he has the arm he clearly Matthew Stafford has one you know a top I'd say top 10 arm in the NFL he can put the ball in really tight windows and he can launch that thing down the field. So it's like that right there already opens up that the offense that McVay, I, I'm assuming, wants to execute. So, Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's definitely an upgrade from Goff, no question. My concern and the reason I wasn't really high on him coming to the Niners is his age and his durability. Like, I, you know, I half-jokingly said this said this to you in the thread but i'm like well what happens in week five when he gets fucking rocked by like nick (laughs) bosa and and he's out for seven weeks like or his back is all screwed up like that's to me and that's like we talked about that uh like on 49ers twitter and all over just like all all my niners friends like when when this was possible like when the niners were i don't think the niners were ever really in talks for stafford like i really don't i i honestly don't i don't think like everything i read everything i saw it was it was it just like like this rumor that like this random guy that was like some writer for sports illustrated is like oh the niners are in talks for kirk cousins and i was like what? And then even Schefter came out and was like, the Niners aren't in talks for Kirk Cousins. And I was like, thank you. I'm going to trust Chef Schefter. Like, g- random guy. Like, oh, really? Like, you have the pulse on San Francisco? Like, you live in, like, Michigan. Like, how, how the hell do you know what Shanahan and Lynch are talking about in San Francisco? Like, nothing leaks out of San Francisco that they don't want to leak. Like, and you, guy no one's ever heard of. And then Schefter's like, yeah, that's not happening. I'm like, thank you. That's true. And and I don't ever think the Niners were in serious talks for Stafford because from everything I read, it was just nothing supported that conversation. But when we were talking about it, like amongst, like on 49ers Twitter, 49ers Instagram, it kind of always kept to the same thing. The durability was a big question. And is that a fear at all for you as a Rams fan? Like, are you nervous that at some point, like at some point in the season, he's going to get rocked and be out for, for the rest of the season or be out for eight weeks. It's definitely a concern for sure. Because like, that's the thing is like Goff. I mean, Goff, you can say what you want about him, but I've, I've always loved his toughness, man. The dude, I mean, the dude missed his first game this season. Like he hasn't missed a game his whole career. And I mean, he's played his rookie year. He played behind a bad offensive line and a bad off. He got, he got rocked his rookie year. I've seen him take some serious hits and he gets back up every time. And that's what I've always loved about him. But I mean, Stafford is the exact same way. I mean, that dude is, you know, everyone always talks about the viral Cleveland clip where he like dislocated his shoulder and stayed in the game and threw the touchdown pass to win the game. And like, everyone goes to that, but like you can go through the guy's whole career. He's always been a tough, durable guy. I think where my concern comes in is great. He's, he's only 33. I think a lot of people forget that people think some, someone in our group that thought he was like Philip Rivers age. I was like, dude, he's 30. He came in in 09. Like he's 33. He just turned 33. So we got a couple of years for sure that, that he still could be in his prime. My worry is that he's been, he's had to play through so much during his time in Detroit and had to play behind such bad offensive lines that those injuries could come back up. That's the only worry. I think I'm not really worried about him. Like, him not being able to play a full season because he's done it plenty of times in his career. It's just the fact, like you said, like if those injuries that he had in Detroit can come back up nagging and then he gets, like you said, just split in half on Nick Bosa. It's like, 
that could be that could be a problem. But he's going to be playing behind a better offensive line in LA for sure. And he's going to be playing with, again, like a much better offensive system and a scheme that is tailored to him to get the ball out of his hands. Hopefully he doesn't get hit as much. I'm assuming he won't is what I'm hoping. But, yeah, it, it's a concern, you know. It could definitely be a concern. Yeah, that's the, the durability makes me nervous for, for Stafford for sure. Um, I love Stafford. I, I, I like – I, I was half joking, but serious in the thread where I'm like, well, if the Niners are trading for him, I want I want 2015 Stafford. Like, I don't know if I want 2021 yeah. Stafford, but I want 2015 Stafford for sure. If you can get that guy in the time machine over here, great. Let's make the trade, <laughs> you know. All right, I have some questions for you. I have some, some fun questions for you. Let's start with Hit Ray's me. questions. So Raymond, Raymond, Raymond wanted me to ask you, do you think the Rams overpaid for Stafford? Um, I, so I've gotten this question from my buddies too. And, and I, what was the overall haul? What was the haul? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah. yeah. So we gave up golf, a uh, first round pick in next year in 2022, a first round pick in 2023 and a third round pick this year as well. So we gave up that. So we gave up three draft picks plus golf to get Stafford. If, if golf was still in his rookie contract and we made that trade, I would probably think that we overpaid for Stafford, especially cause he just turned 33. But like we talked about, we were talking about before this, no one wanted to take that the golf contract on. So I think personally, I think what the trade would have been would have been a golf next year's first, a third this year, next year's first would have been the haul for Stafford. The 2023 first round pick was literally like McVay and, and Snead being like, hey, here's a little extra for taking on this garbage contract you're about to take on. So there you go. Yeah. So I don't think we over paid i mean it's you know it's a lot we give up two massive first round picks on top of not having one this year but uh i don't i think it was just we had to get that contract out and so i'm cool with that you know yeah you kind of you kind of didn't have a choice right like in order we didn't have a choice in order to to hand off goth you, you kind of had to give him a king's ransom and it wasn't even first it was it wasn't fully for stafford it was just to get golf off your hands you had to give give up the ransom 100%. Yeah. It was like a bribe. That second first round pick was like a bribe, I think. <laughs> it was just like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, according to Ray's research, he said this is only the third, the Rams are now the third team in NFL history that haven't had a first round pick in seven straight years. And uh, I don't know. I asked him if he was able to find who the other two teams were. And he said, man, I looked everywhere. I couldn't find the other two teams. Do you know who the other two teams are? Have you heard this stat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. I want to say, I don't know the other two. I'm pretty sure one of them was Tampa Bay, though, in the 70s. I'm pretty sure Tampa Bay was the one. I knew one of them had to be 60s or 70s. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. I know that. I'm pretty. I don't know when the other one is, but I'm pretty sure that one of them was the Tampa Bay Bucks in the '70s, I believe. And I feel, I feel like I told Raymond the same thing. I said it has to be a team from the '60s or '70s was one of them, and maybe the other one is maybe the Pats. Maybe the Pats somewhere in the last 20 years. Maybe. True. They always traded out, so it could, yeah, that very well could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Those. That's yeah, my. It, that's my guess. Yeah, we we cracked up. I was cracking up with a buddy of mine. We were chatting about the Rams because it was like our my uh, our last first round pick until 2024 would have been would be Jared Goff, the dude who we traded to Detroit. He was our last first round pick in 2016. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. And we're not going to have another one. 
Yeah, yeah. He was our last first round pick. Wow. Crazy. He was, dude. wasn't he? 2016. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go through this. So Willie Sneed, or less, I'm sorry, Willie Sneed, Les Sneed, your GM, he yeah. took over in 2012, right? Yes. And, and, and you guys, that was the last time you had a first round pick, right? It was 2012, 2013? No, no, no. 20, so 2016 was our last first round pick because that was Goff. Because what what Ray Goff. what Ray was saying is we're we're gonna go by the time this uh, by the time we get our next oh by the time it ends it will be seven years yeah it'll be 20, 2017 through twenty twenty three we won't have a first round pick okay got it okay that makes perfect sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah that makes perfect sense okay so so twenty sixteen was the last one so since since he's taken over now you had Fisher for half oh. this time. But since uh, Les Snead has taken over, 2012, you were third in the NFC West, fourth, fourth, third, third, first in 2017, first in 2018, third, then second. Right. So, and then since McVay's taken over, twice you were first, you were first in, yeah, 17, 18, and then third, and then second. So... I mean, kind of like middle of the pack, kind of like middle. We're gonna go. We're we're not done. We're gonna go through the Niners. We're gonna go through the Seahawks. We're gonna go through all of us right now. So we're not. This isn't just a roll on the Rams moment. I'm like, damn, bro, what the hell, dude? Being bombarded right now. Gotcha, right? <laughs> uh, um, so, I mean, you could you could say the Rams haven't needed. Uh, I mean, I mean, of the of McVay's four seasons, he's been. First place twice to 50% of the time so far, you know, and then third and then fourth. Do, how do you feel about not having a first? Like, do you even care? Or, you know, I mean, comp- I know you've got Fisher and you're, you're coming off a really mediocre coach who had a ton of talent and never did anything with it. I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel that that has hindered you at all? Like, because, like, for me, I'm like, we get Nick Bosa and boom, we go to the Super Bowl. Like that one guy, that one that one guy made such an impact. He was he was he is a true first round pick to the T. It was the one guy I wanted him to get. We got him. He completely changed that entire defense, and boom, we're in the Super Bowl. So, how do you feel about not having a first round pick? Because for me, I'm like, well, if you get that impact guy like a Nick Bosa, I mean, I want that first round pick every time. My dad is not as high on first round picks as other people are. Um, so I want to hear how your thoughts as a Rams fan. Where are you at with this no first round pick thing? Because I will, cause the bust rate. I mean, it's like any draft pick. The bust rate is is high. Like you know, and and also too for me because I agree with you. Like Nick Bosa, that's a generational, game changing, team changing pick. My thought process with it is, I think I'm I'm kind of split down the middle. Like I'm not saying that oh, like we don't ever need a first round pick. The rest of our rest of our franchise's life or whatever. But but but. At the same time, like look at what we've done with the with the people we traded for those first round picks. We picked up Brandon Cooks in twenty eighteen. We went to the Super Bowl that year, and he was a massive part of our offense. He was a huge part, and he dropped what would have been the game tying touchdown in the Super Bowl. Like so, granted, I he still he was a big part of it. He he stretched the the defenses when we played on there, so that was big. Twenty nineteen, we traded it. For, uh, we traded two, I think it was twenty nineteen was for uh, who we traded twenty nineteen for. Was it Ramsey? I think it was Ramsey. Yeah. 
I think we should trade the 2020 for Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did one for Sammy Watkins, I'm pretty sure, back in 2017. Then it was Brandon Cooks. And then it was, uh, yeah, so then it was um, uh, for for Jalen. And it's like we got either the number one or the number two cornerback in the NFL. So, yeah, if we pick at wherever our tr- our pick was, like maybe 21 or something where, that, we tr- that we finished at, whoever we're picking at 21 is not going to be as good as Jalen Ramsey is. So like, yeah, give me Jalen Ramsey over the 21st pick in the draft. Of course, at 10 times out of 10, same with this year, our pick is like number 24 or something. It's like, I don't think we're going to get a player as good as Jalen Ramsey at 24 that, you know what I mean? But the problem where, where I think that I'm going to miss a first round pick is if we end up, if, if this trade, if Stafford goes down for the year and maybe we finish five and 11 and then we have a top eight, top 10 pick, that's when it becomes like a oh man, it would be nice to have that. But if we're if we're going if this if this trade works and we're going to be the same team we've been under McVay, which is a playoff team, well then, dude, we're looking at like a twenty pick number twenty five, pick number twenty six. It's like how many times are those picks? How many times are you getting a game changing Nick Bosa at twenty six? You know what I mean? Like, and it, it's happened, but. You know, hell, man, we got Cooper Cup was a third round pick. Cam Akers was a second round pick. Like. We've gotten guys, God, the dude, uh, Darius Williams, or Darius Williams, or was it, uh, yeah, Darius Williams, the dude that was like a pretty uh, game-changing talent on our defense this year was like a late-round pick that we got. John Johnson was a late-round pick. Like, so I, I, they don't always hit, but I'm like, I don't really mind, man, honestly. If you get a, if you get a proven talent, you get someone like Stafford, you get someone like Ramsey, someone like Brandon Cooks, you know what you're getting. I'll take that over a, a rookie pick that might fail out, you know? Yeah, I mean, remember we talked about this, in 2018 that say what you will about how the Super Bowl ended the Rams went all in kind of bought this whole team on you know on the fly quote unquote but I mean it was designed to get to the Super Bowl and they got to the Super Bowl you really can't hate like you can't say and I even as a even as a rival Niners fan you can't say it didn't work because they got to the Super Bowl the goal that you guys had that year buy all these guys get to the Super Bowl and you did it it happened. Like, it, it legit happened. I mean, if anything, the, the the loss maybe falls on the coaching staff more than anything else, but the but the the goal was to get to the Super Bowl with the talent they had, and you guys did it. So you can't really hate on I, – I do consider, even though you lost that Super Bowl, I do consider that from a, from a managerial standpoint a success. That was a success. The goal was to get to the Super Bowl, and they did it. And, like, I can't hate on that with the Rams. Like, I completely uh, – I do applaud – Less need for achieving the goal, which was get the team there with the talent that they had acquired. You know, like you can't hate on that. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's how I feel, and that's I think they're doing kind of the similar thing right now. And I saw someone someone quoted it on Twitter or something. And they said like, <laughs> and I knew it's something that like it's a little too melodramatic that it kind of made me laugh, but it's a good point. It was like the Rams would rather like choke on choke chasing greatness than like nibble at mediocrity or something like that and it was like again like pretty melodramatic but it's like true it's like and that's one thing that i really admire about mcveigh and sneed it's that we had year i mean dude under mcveigh we've talked about this like we're and we'd make jokes about the nine the nine win banners in la that we hang up because that's uh, it's huge for us but under mcveigh we've never had a losing season three out of four years we made the playoffs like and and every year we have a good team coming into coming out of the off season and yet they are still in aggressive mode at all times it's always like where can we where can we improve get rid of a first round pick for this guy where can we do this how can we move this guy how can we get they're never just sitting there like 
oh, yeah, you know what? Last year we made it to the divisional round with a pretty lackluster quarterback and a great defense. All right, well, we got a good team. We're, we'll be fine next year. It's like, no, like, improve. Like, keep keep buying. Keep going out and seeing what you can do and change. And not a lot of teams do that. Not a lot of coaching staff and, and managerial offices do that. And I, I love that they're aggressive like that. And like we said, it could totally backfire. It could, in two years, if, if Stafford's back gives out or if, if maybe if he goes down and it, and then we don't have a first-round pick and, and our team kind of unravels, I don't see that happening, barring some crazy injuries to, like, you know, guys like Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey or Stafford or people like that because we – we have a great we have great offensive weapons. Our defense is stacked. Like, you know what I mean. I can't imagine we're gonna have a complete falling out, other than a, 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 some brutal injuries like you guys had this year, where it's like, what are you gonna do, bro? You lost every franchise player you had this year, dude. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, <laughs> I I don't understand. Just real quick, I just don't understand why the football gods demand such a high price for losing the Super Bowl. Like, I don't. It's like it's like. Why are we being punished so so intensely? Like this, and I feel like this happens to every losing Super Bowl team, right? You just go through the season from hell. Afterwards, like you've lost the Super Bowl, and the gods hate you for the next twelve months. It's like, why? What? God, what? What did we do? We we tried our best, you know. Like, my, why are we being tortured? So I thought for sure we were gonna go Niners Chiefs, run this back, but part two. Uh, and honestly, why? Between you and me, watching the NFC this year. I can't impress upon you how many times I called my dad on Sunday being like, it would have been so easy to go back this year if everyone stayed healthy. Like, the NFC was just so wide open. I never believed in the Packers, never believed in the Saints. I was not scared of the Bucks. I was just like, I could care less about the Seahawks. I was just like, I told him, I was like, I was like it's just sitting there. The Niners could have just ran this back, and we could have just gone. And he goes, I know. I know. I was like, I was like, not, I go with the exact team we had last year. We could have gone all the way again. We, we easily could have been right there. And he goes, I know. <laughs> I, dude, I would have loved to have seen. I mean, I wouldn't have because that means I would be running the risk of another Niners Super Bowl. And, you know, I don't want that. Sorry, Gold Cavs. But <laughs> uh, you guys know me by now. Uh, but I would have loved to have seen from a football standpoint an NFC championship with Brady going against the Niners defense, a healthy Niners defense, like Bosa and all those guys against Brady. Jim and Jimmy G versus Brady, you know, that, that whole thing. Jimmy G versus Brady. I mean, dude, it, it would have been, that would have been super sick. And you guys really would. I mean, if you guys are healthy, again, we are some of the Super Bowl hangover, so you can never be sure. But like, with a guy like Shanahan, I didn't, I, I didn't see that affecting him or his coaching ability. Like, and it's, and you could tell, you, you guys still look, you guys were feisty all year for a team that lost everybody, everybody, like everybody. Literally, I would, I was laughing so, I wasn't laughing at the injuries. I was laughing so hard at the fact that like every week for fantasy football, I was like, all right, what running back is healthy? All right, Jeff Wilson. I'm gonna start Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson would go out, and he would get injured on the first play. And then they put in Tevin Coleman, and he would play and ball out. And so next week, it's, all right, I'm going to get Tevin Coleman. I'm going to put Tevin Coleman in. Tevin Coleman, first play of the game, gets injured. They put in whoever else is – Raheem Moser, whoever this dude. Oh, we signed this dude from Walmart yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Comes out as a 200-yard game. And you're like, all right, next week we get him. He gets hurt in the first play. You're like, bro – how is this happening? Like, what is happening? Dude, it was giving me 2014 <laughs> vibes. Harbaugh's last yeah. year. 
when yes. everyone oh, went man. down. It was the same thing, and it was like 22 injuries, and it was just like, all right, yeah, this is a wrap. <laughs> this is a wrap. We lost, we, I think we went like 8-8 eight and eight that year, and it was the same mm. thing. We had the most injured team in the league. Yeah, that's a we could do a whole podcast on that alone. <laughs> all right, I have two more questions for you. Two more questions for you. These are mine. Uh, I, I hate to ask this, but I got to ask you. Do the Niners have the worst quarterback in the West now? <laughs> do we? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I do think we? so because Russ, Russell's number one. Russell's got to be number one. We got to be honest. Russell's the best quarterback in the NFC West. Ooh, I haven't ranked these guys yet. I know. I haven't either. This is the first time we're doing it. I, ooh. Yeah, how do you rank these guys? Do you go, I mean. Kyler, from a talent standpoint, Kyler, from a talent standpoint alone, I think deserves to be up there in the number two to, to, to category, like potentially at number two. Talent-wise, that dude is incredible, man. So, okay, I'll say this. As far as a ceiling, maybe two, if we're going like proven ability Stafford goes to right like it's kind of it it, it just depends on what you value more the potential versus what's already been done um I would I would probably put Stafford at two I I personally because he's proven it and Kyler Murray I mean I don't even know what he looks like he's I've never seen him above the center I have no idea I don't need the guy could rob me blind. I wouldn't know. He, he like. I'm just kidding. I feel really bad. I'm short. Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I am actually, I know what I'm talking about. I'm short. I can make fun of short guys. Cause I'm a short guy. Absolutely. So I have the, I have the ability. I have the right to make fun of other short people. Say I'm, I'm six foot. I can't say, I can't, it's not, I can't talk about it. It's not, it's rude. That's out of my lane. It's mean. It's harsh. You know, it's no, it's no, there's no reason you have no excuse. But you, you can say whatever the hell you want. I'm sure. a little guy. You and Kyler are the same height. You guys can. We guys are. The same height pretty much. That's why I've never seen him. I can't see other people <laughs> my own height. We're all we're too short. Like we can't see each other. Like well, he'll never know what I look like either. Well, you're like that short. It's just like you just don't see the person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. So do the Niners? Are we the fourth QB? Oh man, that you know you want to know why I'm going to put Jimmy G at number four is because I haven't seen the guy. I don't. It's same thing as you with Kyler. I don't see him. I don't see him, bro. He comes out. He gets traded, and they go. He has, plays five good games or six games, whatever it was, and then he comes out and tears the ACL in week three the next year. And you guys go to the Super Bowl. He looked great, and then next, last year he's gone again. I'm like, bro. Okay, well, I don't like. It's hard to put him at number two or three if I can't see him play. You know what I mean? Like, so I think I would. I think I would put him at four because if you were to ask me, like. Who would you want as your quarterback for the Rams? I think I would list them in that order. I think I would. Well, it might put Kyler at number two, but if I'm looking at proven, if I'm looking at proven, like you said, proven stats, proven quarterback in the NFL, I'm going. I think I'm going Russ, Matt, and then Kyler, and then Jimmy G. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Now, here's the next question. Give it to me. Do you think this trade alone put? the Niners into a more aggressive mode to try and get Watson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Do you believe that? I think 100%. I think so. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think the Stafford trade made Lynch go, okay, we need to revisit this talk with Houston. Like we have, we have to revisit this again. 
Yeah, I think so. I think so because I think it was like we kind of took, we pulled the first trigger of like, again, because we, Jared Goff and Jimmy G had these similarities that we've been talking about of like just guys that, that we're going to live and die by them. Obviously, Goff, it wasn't injuries. Jimmy G, it has been injuries. But um, I think with us pulling the trigger and being like, we're not just going to wait around and hope Goff improves. We're going, we're done. We're going, we're moving on. We're grabbing a guy that's like, that we know is a great, is a good, it's a great quarterback in the NFL. I think for sure that intensified because like you just said, now Jimmy G is probably the worst quarterback in the NFC West. So it's like, I think Shanahan and Lynch see that and they're probably like, well, we better do something. Yeah, I think so. I really do. Like if we get Watson, it's a direct result of the Stafford trade. Yeah. De- definitely. Yeah. And then I might be upset actually that we did made the trade then if you guys get <laughs> If you guys get Watson, bro, I might not watch the season. I might not watch the NFL season, dude. If we get Watson, it if we get Watson, I think you and I can both agree it's because of the Stafford trade. And is there a more Rams moment than (laughs) is there anything more Rams than us getting Deshaun Watson because you traded for Stafford? Shooting ourselves in the head, bro. Like by pulling the trigger on the trade, we literally pulled it on our on ourselves. Uh, (laughs) It would be the most Rams thing. It would be the most Rams thing, bro. It would be. Uh, I feel like that's the most Rams God. thing of all time. Like, that would be the most Rams thing, is that the, the Niners get, get Watson because the Rams got Stafford. It's actually the Rams' fault. It's your fault we get the best quarterback available in the league. <laughs> John, John Lynch John Lynch is straight up going to have the press conference and be like, we literally weren't even thinking about Watson. We pretty much gave up, and then we saw them do it. We're like, well, we got to make this trade happen. Got to make this trade happen. We were we were influenced. We were like, man, what a great job. Let's go do the same thing. <laughs> oh, Here's a question. Buddy of mine, the Rams have the third best odds now to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know if you know this. They have third best Vegas odds right now. Yeah, I saw that. Are you guys in the Super Bowl next year with Matt Stafford? If Matt Stafford stays healthy. Yeah, if if we're assuming health, that's yeah, we're assuming health. I'm assuming health. Yeah, health with everybody. Yeah, because we're we're getting we're getting a hopefully we're getting a fully healthy 49ers back. I could care less about the Seahawks. I I, I we said this already. I honestly think that at uh, at full strength, if the Niners and Rams are completely healthy, I don't I don't know if the Hawks are in second place next year because they looked pretty bad this year, and and they were and 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 the. I would argue it's only because McVay was trying to rework things last year the Rams weren't in second place. I think if fully if the Rams had figured things out the way they did this year, I don't know if the Seahawks are even in second place last year. I think it might be Ram, Michael Niners, Rams, Hawks. So you've got a fully healthy Niners coming back. You've got the Rams or the Hawks doing Russell Wilson things. Cardinals, I don't know, man. As long as they've got that coach, I, I don't care. I don't care at all about the Cardinals. Honestly, I don't care what coach. They, I was gonna say whatever coach they have, I really don't. It's I don't. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, I, props to Kyler, but come on, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, it's your. It's like your little brother's friend. You're like, oh, okay. I, don't, I don't even care. Don't, what's his name again? Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, what's his name? I don't care. That's that's his name. That's his name. <laughs> so I don't care. Uh, uh, so do do you guys? But do you do? Regardless, we can never count out the Seahawks. They all, you know, like as shitty as their defense plays, for some reason, when they play anyone in the division, 
all of a sudden they are like it's the Legion of Boom 2.0 every time, even against you guys, against us. Like I mean, I give them props. They 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 scheme a defense for all their divisional games, and they look amazing in those games. Does Stafford alone catapult you guys to either the wild card or numbers one in the NFC West? And does it get to you to a Super Bowl? I think so, man. I'm I'm not one for like crazy bold. You going all in? I'm not. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one for crazy bold takes. Like you know what I mean. I'm not one to like just be like, oh, do that. The Rams. I will say this: Matthew Stafford catapults the Rams now into that top five to six teams in the NFL. In the NFC, that it catapults us to the top two to three in the league, in my opinion, in the, in the, in the NFC. In the NFC. And I'm telling you right now, bro, I'm not going to be surprised. I'll tell you right, right now. I'm not going to say anything about the Super Bowl because you never know the Super Bowl. It's crazy. I'll say right now, though, I'm not going to be surprised if it's Niners-Rams in the NFC Championship next year. If it's both teams are both healthy. Oh, shit. Don't get me hyped. So you heard it here. You heard it here first, bro. You heard it here first. I'm not going to be surprised, bro. I think, I think, dude, and the world wants to see it. Dude, a Shanahan, McVay, NFC ship, bro. Come on, dude. Come on. The world wants it. Come on. The world wants it, bro. The world wants it. The world does want it. I, I wouldn't I, be surprised. Yeah, yeah, they want that. Just like they're loving this Brady Mahomes yeah. uh, goat versus, you know, young goat. Or goat. I'm not yeah. going to call him a goat. Young uh, hotshot QB. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, let we, we'll save that for our Chiefs stands over there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, McVay, Shanahan, NFC ship, that's pretty rough. That's uh, that's in play. That's that, I agree that I that's so. in play. That's legit. That's legit in play for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, I think that is all my questions, Louis B. Uh, oh, one more, one more. Is Stafford still your quarterback three years from now? <laughs> <laughs> we asked this question about golf, and now we're going to I just came up with it right now. Is Stafford still your quarterback three years from now? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes, shakily. Yes. Even you don't believe it. Because I'll tell you, he has no way. He's your quarterback in three years. There's no way. I don't believe it. No, I don't. I don't. I think three years. I think I think we get I think we get twenty twenty one. I think we get twenty twenty two. And I think we get twenty twenty three. Like half a season? Three years, but three years from today. So February of twenty twenty four? No. February twenty twenty four, he ain't gonna be a quarterback. You know, your first year with the first That'll be our first year with the first round pick, and we're gonna be like all in on a quarterback. <laughs> You'll be back on the show, big. How do you feel about so and so from Alabama? He's now right. your quarterback. And then at the end of that episode, I'll be like, "Is he your quarterback <laughs> three years from now?" McVay will still be there. I know that. Hey, I'm very confident McVay now for sure. Dude. I think so too. I think I think him and Shanahan are both gonna be here for a decade. It's gonna be horrific for both of us. It'll be torture constantly it will be it will be torture for sure yeah, my god it will be um awesome buddy hey congratulations i hope it doesn't work out i mean that with all love and sincerity as your rival <laughs> friend and uh a buddy i i hope it doesn't work out but it uh it's very intriguing you guys are going to be i'm really like it's must watch tv 
for the first like four weeks to see what happens with Stafford and what goes down. I like I have no idea what to expect, but he is good. He's definitely an upgrade from Goff. I don't know if he's an upgrade. I don't know if he gets you to the Super Bowl. I don't know. Um, we have to. We also kind of have to see what are the Packers going to do? What are the Saints going to do? What are the Niners going to do? Uh, let me ask you a question because you know Watson just said, "Hey, I'm not interested in the Jets." Is Watson? Playing football on a team next year, not named the Houston Texans. God, I don't know, man. I think because he said he's going to sit out. He's already ready to sit out. He's willing to sit out. Yeah, yeah, I know. He said that, and I believe him because it's like he's going to lose a lot of money, but like he signed a huge contract. He's gotten paid pretty well over his career so far. I don't think he really minds sitting a year out. I just don't know who's going to be able to pay the price for. Bro. Like they are gonna dude if Stafford deserve, and, and granted part of it was for the golf contract, but if Stafford demanded two first, a third in golf, part of it was the contract, but still dude, watching it, I mean teams they're gonna be wanting two three first, a second, a play a, a strong defensive player or something. Well, they tried to get Nick Bosa from us. You heard that, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They they wanted Bosa and the They wanted line. Aaron Donald, and I'm like, Yeah, no. no. What are you what are you crazy? No. Yeah. No way. So it's gonna be steam. It is going to be steep, and what I was, what I would have said if I was John Lynch, and this is, and I don't know what Snead said, but but this would have been my argument because that's what they've tried to pull, right? They tried to get the best player from the, another team for the trade. I would have been like, here's the difference: Bosa wants to play for me. Watson doesn't want to play for you. So yeah. either either you trade him now or he sits out. Either way, this is over. Bosa wants to play for us, so you don't get to you don't get to throw that on the negotiating table. That's not a thing, because yeah. your guy doesn't want to be there. My guy does. So that is you literally have no no ability to even ask for that, because he's never playing for you again. So either way, it's already over for you. So you can you can no long you don't have the right. Maybe we'll throw in like Armstead or or Kinlaw or Greenlaw, but like no. You're not getting Nick Bosa. You're not getting Aaron Donald. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, literally. Because they want to play for us. He doesn't want to play for you. It is literally that one caveat makes it that you have no ability to even ask for that. You can't even negotiate it. Because he's not going to play for you again. It's over. It's over. Like, so that's like, does that make sense, that argument that I'm presenting? Of course. Yeah, so true. It's very true. It's like, no, bro. That's not a thing. Like you don't get to you don't get to argue. Yeah, that. you can't you can't negotiate for somebody because no matter what he's he's not going to play for you. He doesn't want to. So like, no, you're not going to try to get Aaron Donald or Nick Bosa, bro. Get the fuck out of here with that. Unreal. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Uh, you know this is a this is a huge move. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about it, obviously, when the season goes down. And uh, let us know in the comments, Goldcast Empire. Does the Matt Stafford trade catapult the Rams to the number one seed in the NFC West? And is Jimmy G now the fourth best quarterback in the NFC West? I don't know. I I, I forgot what he looks like. I had to look at the I had to look behind me to remind myself what Jimmy G looks like. He's so handsome, but that that handsome it's just it's hard 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 to play football when you look that good. That's the problem. It's hard. He's, he, if he's a model. On uh, if he's a model, greatest career of all time. He's the goat. Not sure if that translates to the NFL, 
Uh, we we will see, and we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe Deshaun Watson is wearing a Niners uniform uh, come September. I have no idea. Oh, I hope not. Oh, I hope not. I know if I know if this happens. I, 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 the blood is going to rush out of your face, Louie. I know it is. I'm going to, I'm going to be a ghost, dude. I'm going to be dead. I'm going to die. Literally. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I, I can't, I can't see him in a Niners uniform. I can't do it, man. Ugh. And if it happens, I, you know, now I'm saying it here, if it happens, it's your fault. This is 100% the Rams fault. If it happens. Oh God, it better not happen, bro. It better not happen. Oh my God. Absolutely. And so concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, same same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. I'm your host, Rui Cisa Third, and with me is my L.A. co-host, Louis B. Boom! We'll see you next time. I'll say it again as I already said it. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. <laughs> Nailed it, bro. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nailed it.